Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's Michelle Collins. It's a a brand new overseas edition of Midnight Snack brought to you by Omicron. Omicron. (laughs) It's going to kill us all. We're so thrilled to be here. I'm Michelle Collins. I'm here with uh, Dan Acton. Good morning, Dan. Good morning, Michelle. I should say good evening because, again, this is supposedly a late night podcast, whatever that means. Oh, right. <laughs> good evening, Dan. Right. It's pitch black where we are. We can barely see anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> just go with it. Go with it. Uh, hi, guys. So I this is an amazing feat for this podcast. Um, completely self-funded. Uh, by the way, this is not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> paying uh, for ourselves to do this. I am back in London. My friend Dan Acton, who is looking very, I would say, more French than usual. Dan is in Paris. Hi, Dan. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Bonjour, mon ami. <laughs> oh, mon ami. Bonjour. Uh, how is it? How's Paris? Tell it's us. fantastic. It's so great. It's beautiful. Uh, I'm having a great time. 
Um, I'm in uh, Hugo, who you know is beautiful uh, studio apartment it's on the top floor. Really of, nice. It's very like sunny and uh, has a great view. It's very cute. Well, I'm um, in my favorite place here in London, and I have to tell you, it is so fucking cold here. What is the energy like by you? Tell me about your weekend, and then we have to talk House of Gucci because I have so much to say about it. I can't. Oh wait. yeah, I need to hear about it. <laughs> Everybody's masked here. Really? Um, it's actually, yeah, it's actually fine. Like I was on the subway, uh, which runs like a dream, by the way, like so nice. every two minutes there's a car. It's like perfection. Uh, there was like one or two people with like a nose showing, but it was actually totally yeah. fine. It's like like I'm very impressed. They have it like yeah, stuck yeah, in yeah. a glass of wine. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah That's exactly. what the mask, if they shaped the masks like wine glasses, everybody <laughs> would be masked in France. I mean, my goodness. Um, <laughs> You know, now that you reminded me, when I was there a couple months ago, everyone was very good about it. I don't know what it is with the English. Yeah. They're just like, I really think they I have a death wish between the smoking <laughs> and the drinking and the, like the lack of dentistry. Like there's just, they don't care <laughs> about themselves. I really feel like, don't you think there has to be a connection there? There must be. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're just like, well, whatever happens will happen, I guess. Yeah. Um, so wait, um, and also Dan has been texting yeah. me some hilarious pictures from Paris. Just the funniest things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I went to this uh, thrift store. Wait, did I send you the P- Pinocchio doll? <laughs> yeah. And you told yeah, me that you okay. bought it for me. And I was like, yeah, guess what? Yeah. Still better than Poppers, which was Dan's gift to me that I had to throw away. <laughs> Thanks again. No, I, <laughs> no, I went to this huge um, like flea market uh, just outside of Paris yesterday Ooh. to look for my like copper cookware, which I did find some, but it's really some? so heavy. Yeah, I found some, but like it's so heavy. I don't know. I might go back later. <laughs> I told you it was going to be heavy. Yeah, Hold I, know, on a minute. I, know, I, know. I said to Dan, he's like, I want to buy copper copper cookware i said okay i just want you to know it's gonna weigh so much and you go it's fine i'll put it in the luggage i'll like pack it with clothes around it i'm like all right whatever you want but it they weigh like 30 freaking pounds they're heavy yeah it's like 30 pounds and i was gonna walk up to uh sacre coeur uh right after yeah yeah so that's like a thousand steps and like after a huge hill so i didn't really want to bring it but but otherwise it's been great i don't know (laughs) It's fun. And I was very jealous because um, two other of your friends are also there. And then I was like, should I just come there? Yes. But I have to. You actually should. I know. Well, I can't I mean. now. So here's the other thing is I'm supposed to go. This is so relatable. Everyone listening is like, you know, the, what we love about Michelle, we can relate to her. <laughs> That's what people are thinking as we talk about traveling Europe in like the fourth yeah, wave right. of this fucking nightmare time. I'm supposed to go to Italy Friday for a long time. And I don't know. I'm like waiting every day. I'm checking the news like, all right, they're going to close the borders. Honestly, I'm lucky I got here before they started the testing and everything else. Oh, yeah. Right. I I tested, but it was like a home test negative. But still. Yeah, yeah. I have the home test, too. But then I read this morning that like the Omicron or whatever it is, like uh, the symptoms are just extremely mild. And I don't know. So it's new, but maybe not a big deal. So I don't know. Well, on that, in that, I, on that note, in that case, <laughs> I edit that out. Wait, we have to talk um, House of Gucci. I was, yes, I, I don't even know where to begin, Dan. And I know you haven't seen it yet. No, I want to see it, but it's like three hours, so it's like, do I take that time out to it's, go watch it? I think it's four minutes longer than Amistad, um, and it is <laughs> genuinely one of the greatest abominations ever put on film. And when I say that, what I mean is. So Friday night, I had plans Friday night, 
I had a great day Friday. It was pouring rain. I really had a nice day. I just love it here. You know that. I thrive here. It's yeah. I had a fabulous week last week. I'll make it very quick, but I had um I'm like, that movie was so long. Cut to this episode is seven <laughs> hours long. I'm like, do they have an editor? Ridley? Does Ridley have an editor? House of Mitchie. <laughs> Stupid. So wait, I love you. So I had a great week last week. I went first, I went to this very elegant uh, dinner for Guerlain, the uh, cosmetics company, because I'm Mm. very friendly with the um, head nose. And uh, yes, as a Jew, I can say that. But the man who does, um, (laughs) Thierry, who does the perfumes for Guerlain. Oh, So we had a fragrance dinner and it was so lovely. I will just say, I love fashion people. Even the ones who are like really far up their own ass, like the ones who are just... Because in a way, it's better than like comedians who are far up their own ass because A, they're not in my business. So like there is an arm's length situation happening. But B, they're funny for the wrong reasons, which, by the way, I cannot (laughs) say the same for House of Gucci. I just want people to know. Um, I had that. And then I had uh, I went to uh, my friend Brian Moylan's Thanksgiving dinner with the in-laws. Oh, so much fun and lovely people. And there was like this very wealthy couple there and they were chic and it was fabulous. I just had a great time. Um, but House of Gucci, Friday night, come home. There's a movie theater very close to where I'm staying, and it's a fancy theater. It's, it's one of the ones, like, if you know in the States, the Alamo Draft House, but it has, like, huge oh, yeah. chairs. They bring you drink and food. It's, the tickets are, like, $700. It's fabulous. <laughs> great. And, right. And I thought, you know what? I'm dying to see this movie, and I know that if I don't go opening weekend, I will never see it. There are certain films like that where... Yeah, yeah. You get it. Like, I have to see yeah, it before yeah, everyone yeah. else in order to be in on the conversation. And boy, did they trick me. Boy, did Ridley... Ridley got me again. I always say that. Ridley me this. Like the, the, the Riddler. <laughs> the Riddler. <laughs> You and I sink. Where's Batman when, yeah. (laughs) Ridley me this. So long story short, I get this ticket. It was $35 for a ticket. Yes. The girl who, it was an Odeon cinema. The girl who was working there could not have been lovelier. She was so sweet. And she was like, I'm sorry, it's completely sold out. And I was like, sold out. I was like, I went by myself. I said, please, I miss, I beg of you. Find me a seat. I'm begging you. And she went, well, she goes, there is one seat. (laughs) Wait, she goes, but it was, you know how when they sell a a wheelchair accessible, like space, they have to obviously keep a seat open next to it. Otherwise they're like, you know, forcing handicapped people to go alone to the theater. So uh, she goes, and it was, the show had already started. It was like five minutes after showtime. She goes, I can sell you this seat, but if someone in a wheelchair comes in, I went, I'll leave. If a handicapped person comes in, it will be my great pleasure to allow them the gift of seeing House of Gucci. Don't worry about it. (laughs) So she sells me the last ticket and I was being really funny and the people behind me were really nice. I was just, you know, sometimes when you go, I don't know if you're like this, but when I'm annoying. So when I was by myself, I'm like performer mode a little bit, like (laughs) being unbelievably unbearable. So I had her smiling and I got my ticket and then you could order wine by the bar. So I stood in line ordered a glass, a large glass of red, went into the theater, was my, my favorite scene in the house, last row in the theater, which I love. I, I like being the yeah. last row, you know, this way, even if I want to check my phone or whatever, like, you know, you're not disturbing anyone behind you. 
Yeah, actually, I remember going to the movies with you and you, you had us sit in the last chair. This period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was some Eddie Murphy movie. I forget. Shrek's anyway. it. And I said, we're yeah. going last row. <laughs> Shrek is coming up. I have another Shrek thing to bring up relating to this fucking horror show. So, but I walk in and what I don't realize is that the chairs, they're not like individual seats. They're like the love seats, basically. What? They're like, oh, I see. Like Alamo where like you're sharing a table. You have your own table. It's like in um, elementary school class. Like you have a little table. But the divider between me and this guy who I ended up sitting next to was like, basically like we could have made out if we wanted to. But, you know, it was like one of those seats. Like if you were on a date, you could cuddle, but like you don't have to cuddle. You can also sit separately. Okay. So I show up and his coat is there. The guy has a whole freaking North Face rack on the chair. I go. If you don't mind, I and I, I was really nice. I was like, I'm really sorry about like I'm sitting here. Sorry, is that Gucci? Yeah, <laughs> to his coat. That's funny. So I go. I'm so sorry. And he was like, you know, breathed a little hard. I got it. And he moved his coat. Uh-huh. So I plop myself down. Wait like a half an hour for the freaking wine. The movie starts. Now here's my thing with this film. You have a movie about one of the most glamorous fashion houses ever involving an incredibly high profile murder of one of the children from this house in Italy, right? In Milan. One of my favorite films ever, as you know, is the talented Mr. Ripley because you feel like you're in Italy when you're watching it. Right. The acting it's everyone's hot. It's just like, thank you, Anthony, rest in peace. Anthony Mingala. Can I say the untalented Mr. Ridley? <laughs> Wait, not only can you say it, put it in paper right now. That is the title of the episode. <laughs> Editor, producer, the untalented Mr. Ridley is so funny. <laughs> I just plucked both my eyeballs out and put them in my mouth, like Beetlejuice style. I can't, I'm like, I can't deal with your brain sometimes. It's too much for me. <laughs> really puts me in my place. I like when a man puts me in my place, and that's <laughs> what Dan does, and that's why I love him. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I can't even go on from that. So wait, I love you. So the the film starts, and oh, and there was um a couple in front, two guys who were Italian, and before the movie started, they were like. E quanto è questo? Like screaming in Italian, and I turned to my new boyfriend next to me. <laughs> breaking the ice or so I thought and I was like well I hope they don't do this through the movie and he went uh-huh. like he like did not want to talk to me <laughs> I was like okay noted <laughs> so the movie started and it genuinely like I think people oh, I have so much to say first of all I want to say something to Gaga fans before I get into my feelings on this film mm. I love Lady Gaga Dan you know this I have yeah. spent, I once sat behind Dorinda Medley at her city stadium show, whatever, city field show, on the floor. I spent a lot of money to see her. I'm a huge fan, obsessed. Yeah. If you were a true fan, I'm talking to all you little monsters out there, because I ended up live tweeting from the theater. There was no one behind me. My phone was on full <laughs> darkness. The guy next to me couldn't see. I had it, like, really close to my chest. Like, I wasn't bothering anyone. And I have to tell you something, that if you are a true Gaga fan, you like me would also want her to stop acting. 
Like, mm. if you really loved her, you know, it's like, if you really loved her, you would not enable her to follow this horrible path for her career that I actually think is, for me at the very least, it's actually killing her for me. It's making me just hate her. It is making me hate her and I like her. My mother used to say, and I've said this many times on the show about the great Vanna White. Mom, my mom used to always say, she still says it, my mom's still alive. She goes, mom used to say, <laughs> she used to say, I really love that Vanna White. Direct quote, because she never tried to be more than she is. It's a famous quote mm. in my home. It is why I'm not more successful. Let's not fool each other. <laughs> yeah. 100% why I never took the SATs again. Because I got a 1340 and my mom went, What? Don't take it again. I went, but mom, they, they throw out the lowest score no matter what. And she went, they're no, do not do it. She went, the schools are going to realize what a moron you are. Don't. And I never did. Okay. She never tried to be more than she is. I call it another phrase I had for it is John Mayer syndrome. What John Mayer syndrome is, is where, you, and I I've, I've, have a lot of theories about this. You've been given a great gift. In both of their cases, they are brilliant musicians they are they're divinely right. blessed god-givenly talented musicians it right. is as though i for what i do all of a sudden was like i want to dance it's like michelle don't dance <laughs> dance for fun like go whatever but please don't don't try to become a dancer why you have a gift you have a career you have fans why the fuck like john mayer why are you getting on stage trying to do stand-up comedy stop be funny with your friends Great. You know, and I know he's friends with people. I, I, I like him. I'm just like, stop. And Lady Gaga needs to be stopped. This is enough. It is enough. It is. It's humiliating for her. I think. Don't you think it's the direction, though? Because like if it's someone like Madonna, who is also like that, sort of, but she can be 100%. really good with certain directors. Um, Great. And Dick Tracy, we all know. You don't think so? League of what? Their Own. She was great. I know yeah. I'm Madonna has her moments. I'm saying that Gaga has no moments. Gaga doesn't have her moments. And the only moments yeah. that she has been a good actress, like in a star is born were what was yeah. when she was on stage singing. Oh yeah. I see what you mean. She's not a good actress. I, That's it. I feel like she was good. In, she was good in the parking lot. And, uh, Oh my God. Star is born. She right? was so bad in the parking lot. She, are you kidding me? She was so bad <laughs> with the keys around his head. I mean, oh my God. I, I mean, she was, no, she was bad when she, when she punched the poster. That was bad. <laughs> Dan, you know, my impression of her in that bathroom where she goes, what do you mean, Tony? No, I'm not going to. What? Stop. Get out. When she's that first scene in the bathroom, literally, you cut back to me. And you know when SpongeBob has no water and he's just like a shriveled sponge? That's what I look like watching that. It was unbearable for me. And so this movie starts... I, I'm just saying, Ridley, this is really more on Ridley than her. Because I also love yeah. me some Adam Driver. And I am one of those women who is very attracted to him. Um, yeah. He's a real divider, too. Like, they're, you're either horrified by him. Oh. To me, he's what Pete Davidson should be. Like, does that make sense? Uh, yeah, in a way. Yeah, I get it. Like, because he's tall and <laughs> kind of ugly, but like fucking hot as shit. Whereas Pete Davidson to me is like... With his black nail polish, I'm like, please, I, I don't get it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, not at all. Um, it's like different BDEs, like different big dick energies. And Adam's I really get because it's understated. And Pete's is just like monster energy drink. You know, it's like not for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
I'm with you 100 percent on that. You get it, right? I'm on, yes. the, I'm on the driver driver train. Yeah. Oh, the driver train. I wanted to drive this train all the way to the bank. Okay, what? <laughs> We're on European time. Okay, so hold on. Yeah. Movie starts. <laughs> the, I don't even know where to begin. It is her eyes are are dinner plate sized. And her face, it's like, you know, when you pull every muscle, like you're just, you know, Felix the cat clocking, like her tail is wagging with every second. (laughs) Unbearable to watch. And he's a good good actor. Like Adam is actually talented. There's a scene, her accent, obviously we know is like horseshit horrible. And is, I mean, I keep saying that they need to have Triumph the Insult's comic dog edited into it to be like, (laughs) what do you mean? You're going to leave me. Like it's Triumph the whole time. But she, I can't even put the blame on her because it's not just her. The it, the production quality, because I think I thought really? oh, maybe it'll be so bad that I'll like laugh or whatever. Like it'll be one of those campy bad ones. It is not yeah. can't be bad. It is. They make Italy look so ugly. I'm like, you have to really be evil to make Italy look mm. as bad as this movie makes it look. The, there's no fashion in it. Certainly someone, our friend Akila, who I love, commented on my post about it. I ended up deleting all my negative tweets because the Gaga people found it and it's like really not worth uh, it for me. I don't care enough. Yeah. Yeah. Forget so like, it. you know, I don't want to upset people here. It's like, I feel like it's a safer space, but meanwhile, I cut to, I like never work again. If this is my last yeah, yeah. podcast, I just, Dan, <laughs> well, I just make, sure to, make, <laughs> make sure to rate. <laughs> yeah, shut up. This is the problem with the movie. It is uh, so deeply slow and boring. And it feels like, uh, Laura Shane Hall's wrote, we're DMing about it. Every scene felt improvised. Like I was like, is there actually a script happening here? Or is this like NYU scene study? Okay. Jared Leto, by the way, you know, he's in that getup. Jiminy Glick had more facial movement than Jared Leto (laughs) in House of Gucci. (laughs) Whoever did the latex work on this should truly never work again. Uh, It's like the, I think you should leave like monster. (laughs) (laughs) The rubber (laughs) Yeah. It's exactly what it is. Uh, Genuinely. It is, um, He can only move his eyes around. Like, he can't move his face at all. So it's just eyes, like, up and down. If you see it, genuinely notice that his face does not move literally at all. Al Pacino looks like he just got electroshock therapy and that they Frankensteined him off of a freaking morgue table. I mean, I'm thinking, did they give him the paddles before every scene? Like, I don't think he knows where he is. Uh, Genuinely. But again, not in a funny way. It's like, it's troubling. You're just, you're watching it thinking, how can, who allowed this to get made? And especially when Gucci is, you know, my God, it's Gucci. Even then it's so. Yeah. Crazy. There's so much to, yeah. There's so much to work with. It's like ruined. They took what is, and I have the book. The other thing is in the book, the murder happens in the first 10 pages, which I like it. Mm. I call it the casino treatment where you see something horrible at the top. It's like on Housewives, like, let's do a whole throwback. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How did we right. get here, you know? Right, right, Whereas right. Whereas here, I'm like, uh, huh? Like, I, every, uh, I stayed till the murder, which was about two hours and ten minutes into it. And I did leave early. And I actually, oh, I left. I walked out. It was so late. I was like, I can't. I have to have some self-respect. If I don't walk out of this movie, <laughs> yeah. do I even right. respect myself? Was how I felt. <laughs> wow. I have two more things to say. One is that uh, the soundtrack also is abominably bad. 
<laughs> it is just at one point, and I'm going to spoil one little scene because it, at one point, Adam Driver is like, gets a job like working with trucks with Gaga's family. Oh, there's a sex scene in it that is like, I, I don't even know what planet they made this sex scene. It's just, <laughs> I feel like by saying this, I'm encouraging people to see it. Don't see it. Please. Yeah, not, I know. I know. I, I'm telling you, I, I don't want to trick anyone. If you see it, see it at home so you can like turn it off because you will. It's that. Yeah. But I'm still tempted, actually. I know because (laughs) that's the thing. It's like like a car crash. Like you want to know, like, how bad is it? Like faces of death. Right, right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) At one point, Adam Driver is like closing a truck down and they're playing the Italian version of I'm a Believer, which I call the Shrek song. (laughs) And he's hosing this truck down and there's like this hot Italian guy also hosing the truck down. They get into a hose fight, like in Zoolander, <laughs> while this song is playing. What? <laughs> and it's just like, what the fuck is this? Like, what, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> so listen, so I go out halfway through because I realize that I need another glass of wine to make. Like, because I, I ran out of my wine and I'm like, I, I can't do it. Yeah. Not even out of a drunken thing, out of a boredom. Like, I just need something <laughs> to eat, you know? So I walked outside to order it at the bar. There was no one there. And there was a lovely bartender working. And I said to her, this is the worst, this is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. And she's like, what? So I start to do like a 20 minute set about this movie, (laughs) similar to what I'm giving you. She pours me a a big wine and we're so distracted that I end up leaving without paying. I don't even realize it. Like, (laughs) no, but you know, I didn't do it on purpose because it's not my style. So now there's like wanted, now there's like CCTV like posters (laughs) outside this like $50 a ticket. No, I paid for my ticket. Oh, and I tried to use the app. The app would work. So I had to go out. And then I realized when I came back, like, oh my God, she didn't even bring the machine over. Like, I didn't even uh, have the chance to get my card out because we were having so much fun that I was right, like, right, like right. whatever. <laughs> so I'm like, oh. So when I left the theater, I thought, well, that was nice. Like, I got, I guess I got a free wine. And when I left the theater, I looked at her and she waved me over. I thought, here we go. Yeah. And of course, I was going to pay for it. So I walk over. And she goes, I have to tell you, you didn't, um, your card didn't go through, which was a lie because I didn't even get my card out. She goes, your card didn't go through. And my manager said to me, should I get her to like pay for it? And I said, you know what? She hates this movie so much. (laughs) (laughs) She goes, she hates this movie so much. Let's just give her the wine for free. And so I got a free wine, which was so nice. They were so sweet to me. And that was really sweet. And I said, listen, I just saved you like $45. Like you should actually, we're even because don't see it. So we had a good time, meaning I had a great time. Um, And that was it. And I came home and I like watched like the chase and I went to bed and that was it. Well, uh, I might not see it then. We watched uh, Tick, Tick, Boom last night. So what'd you think? Uh, be honest. No, then it wasn't good. Like tick tick. Yeah. <laughs> it was bad. I don't know. Like the, the tunes were good. I think they're fine. Uh, lyrics were bad. The story uh, bad. It did not earn any like mention of any like illness. <laughs> that was a really? main part of the. Yeah. I didn't think it earned any of the um, gravitas by having like his friends uh, become positive and things like that. HIV positive. Um, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was bad. So here's the funny thing, and I have not felt safe enough to talk about this. And I, uh-huh. I actually just want to stop and tell the listener, we love culture, right, Dan? Like, <laughs> Absolutely. <we> love... <laughs> no, I really mean it, though. Like, we yeah. love, I love to love things. Like, I want to 
be obsessed with something. And I feel happy when I like, for example, yeah. I just this morning watched Nicki Minaj host the Potomac reunion. And I actually think it's probably one of the best hours of TV ever. Like, oh, I really want to watch that. That's fun. She actually should be hired because the women were so afraid of her <laughs> and she was being so mean to them. It was <laughs> hilarious. I actually was like, this is the best hour of TV maybe ever. <laughs> Certainly better than House of Gucci. I really mean that. Um, but I tried to watch Tick, Tick, Boom. I had a preview thing for it yeah. before I came here. And, you know, I do love a musical, but there are certain musicals I don't love. Yeah. And I got about 20 minutes in and I was like, I can't. And I stopped it. Well, the other thing was that, like, you know, Stephen Sondheim just passed away. And this um, show is so Sondheim focused like he mm. like and i i'm sure all this really happened but like steven sondheim like sending him all these encouraging uh oh. you know voice messages and like oh you're a total genius you got to keep doing what you're doing and blah 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 and it seemed a little like i don't know you're using some uh somebody else like a genius is being nice to you they deign to encourage you and then you make that the whole thing about uh putting that on stage i don't know i thought that was weird I, um, you know, the only song time I really love is the Dick Tracy. It always comes back to Dick Tracy uh, for Dan it, and I. It really Dick does. Tracy <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Sooner or later. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you this. That Mandy Patankin could sing me right into bed and then out of it and back in. Like, oh, for sure. That Mandy Patankin, who did give me a dirty look once when I looked at his dog in Riverside Park. <laughs> I'll never forget. I've heard he's got real anger issues. Well, I want him to take it all out on me while singing <laughs> sooner or later above me, like his spittle falling on me. I yeah. just love me some Dick Tracy soundtrack. I can't help it. I do. I want more. Uh, mm. it's, not, it's not available here, actually, if we tried to watch it. It's like we could rent it for like 10 euros. I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, oh, my God. Absolutely not. Um, yeah. Well, I feel honestly spiritually quite vindicated that I was able to get all of this off my chest because it I, I really saw it for the show I saw it for Midnight Snack I saw it for you because I thought you mm. know I I just I wanted to love it I really did I, I did too to yeah I thought I kept thinking to myself if Martin Scorsese had made this movie it would have been probably one of the best it would have been like a casino too and yeah. like, it's the same plot as casino yeah where it's like garbagey woman marries someone with money and then loses her fucking shit because she can't handle it right in some way right the only saving grace i would say are like two seconds with selma hayek who is plays a psychic and again i'm saying things that are going to draw you into the theater <laughs> I know, I know. i'm like <laughs> don't be tricked I want to i'm telling it. you don't be tricked it's bad it's okay it's boring it is boring i kept mm. sitting there going i can't believe they're throwing away these plot points there's um there's another woman in it who has amazing chemistry with Adam Driver. I don't know her name. She's a blonde. I'm guessing a European actress. She kind of looks like Marley Matlin a little bit. Um, <laughs> they have a good thing going. I actually was thinking, God, this chemistry makes the makes Gaga even look worse because like uh, you actually want to see these two sleep with each other. Yeah. And with Gaga, I'm like, it's like his niece. Like, what am I watching? You know. <laughs> anyway. So that's my official review. Listen. <laughs> Dan, I adore you. Love to Hugo, who's right behind you, who just looks so cute. And, oh, look how Definitely. sweet he is. He's, like, asleep, like a little baby. He's, like, staring at the camera. He's, like, waiting to go Hi. to lunch. <laughs> Can he hear He can't hear me, though, right? No, no. 
Um, well, listen, have just the best trip and a safe traveling back. Thanks. You too. Thank you. And uh, all right. I think we should welcome our guest. Wait, let me say this. Uh, follow Dan at Dan underscore Acton. And if you want to, me at Mishkal. And please tell your friends about this podcast. We're really putting our time and almost no money into it. So we actually get basically nothing for it. So if you wouldn't mind just telling people to listen to it, it would be great. Come on, untalented Mr. Ridley for free. <laughs> Let's welcome our guest. Listen, Jared Freed is, um, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm feeling like super relaxed right now. He looks Good. relaxed to me. I, I haven't seen you in a couple of months, it feels. And your energy, even this morning, just, I feel like you are spiritually very open. I don't know how else to put it. You just feel like chill. Jared Freed is a gift. He is one of the funniest people I know. He has a podcast called You Up Pod that I feel like I saw, and I'm not just saying this, on a New York City billboard. Am I mistaken? I did. That might have happened. Um, the You Up podcast is taking the nation by storm. It is. You're having uh, a moment. I, I think, well, I think right now, you know, the stuff that, you know, you've been on my podcast, yes. you're coming on You Up, and... We talk about dating in a way that like is always going to be helpful and never like goes out of style. It's very reasonable. It's very, you know, it's not like leave him. Like, I think that stuff kind of wears. And yeah, I get it's you. very, you know, it's like this faux empowerment thing where it's like, no, let's just talk about it. You know, like, you know, it, it's not this like just stop texting him and here are the rules. And it's like the, all that stuff has a shelf life. And I think people come back to our podcast because they're like, all right, let's hear two people kind of talk reasonably and have like these uncomfortable conversations in a comfortable way. Well, it's so funny you say that because I have so many questions for you. And I do mm. feel like sometimes things will happen to me in the world of dating and beyond where I do turn to Google and I'll be like, hmm, what's the right move here? You know, like what sure. should I, a strong, successful woman, do right. in this scenario? And oftentimes the answers that I find are just cut it off. <laughs> it's like, stop talking to this person. <laughs> and, and I do it. And honestly, it hasn't really gotten me anywhere. But I also feel like, hmm, I mean, this is now going in a, a completely different direction. But I don't know, a lot of it, I feel like dating for a lot of people is a matter of how much do you respect yourself? And how much bad behavior are you allowing yourself to accept until you realize that actually, um, and maybe this is just in my like terrible experience, but how much bad behavior are you willing to put up with, especially with straight men who are known to maybe not always do the right thing or have that level of, you know, class, let's call it, um, before you say enough is enough. And like, I'm the prize. Chase me. You know, I'm not yeah. going to I'm not going to do it. You have to do it. Well, what do you think? I, I think it's also comes down to like you have a standard. Yeah. And whatever that standard is, low. is correct. Very low. And, well, if it's low, <laughs> if it's high, if it's below the ground, I don't know what the standard is. And I think it's different for everybody and it's different for every situation. Yeah. Like you might have a person in your life that you're like, this is casual. I like that it's casual. Um, we're very open and communicative about what that means, what casual means. And 
great. No disappointment because there's no real overpromise and an expectation. So that is like, you know, that could work out. But then there's also people who live below your standard and you give them chances. And you're sitting there being like, am I asking for too much? You know, that's where these rules come in and they're not where these rules are stupid. Because any rule for dating is different for you than it is for me. That's like, true. You, you know, you are sitting there going, this person, is, you know, the, the classic example I like to bring up because it, it is div- divisive in a certain way is the guy doesn't pay for the first Oof. date. And it's like some people will defend that and, and some people enjoy that. I don't care what your thoughts are on it. It's your thoughts. It's your feelings. If you are on a date and you're left you know, and I know this is blue and vulgar, but if you're left dried up by the yeah. fact that he's like, so we splitting? I call it, raisin- you know, that's I, I okay. It, I just came up with a word for it. I call it raisining. If I'm raisining. raisining. Yes, yeah, yeah. I love it. Uh-huh. I love that. Go on. Raisining is a per, you always have the best. Thank you. Term. That is so funny. Yeah. If you're raisining. <laughs> uh-huh. then, and and listen, I like raisining because balls can raisin. Too. That's a fact. You know, they, and, I've I mean, seen them. Jared, I've seen him. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is an absolute fact. And believe me, I'm in England. So if you uh, think I've seen a circumcised penis in the last two years, mistaken. <laughs> okay, completely I, mistaken. Go on. I, I mean, listen, we go <laughs> California too. So I, I, I think like it's yeah. okay to, and I think a lot of people, what they say is they're like, they're embarrassed of their standard. They think, mm-hmm. well, we've only been dating a week or a month or a year. So I don't have the right. You have the right to your own feelings. And I think that's like the hardest thing to get through to people is like, there's nobody else that's going to tell you right versus wrong. It has to be you. And a lot of it is like throwing away. Okay. To have nothing. And a lot of people opt for okay over nothing. I agree and that's with hard you too. I understand. I that. don't like that though. I'm telling you how many, I have friends who opted for okay over nothing and they get divorced. Yeah. And it's like, well, my honestly being <clears throat> single for me is better than okay. Like I literally can do whatever the fuck I want. I can, I mean, I, I don't love it. Winter's here. I walked outside today. Jared, I raised it all up to the navel. I raised up to the navel. That's how cold it is here. Okay. <laughs> it was dying outside. So, you know, there is a limit, I think, for everyone in that sense. But no, it's just hard. I feel like, um, you know, without getting too specific, I guess, there have just been situations that have happened that have either made me completely insane or... Just, you know, like random, the random ghosting that straight men do, which is such Mm. an interesting thing where they build it up. They're like the um, anxious ones. You know, they build, 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 build. Mm -hmm. And then just when they feel that they've gotten you on biting. Well, I mean, that goes, that goes, that sucks too. And that's, you know, again, this is the why, why, you know, this is the why people come to the podcast for. I know I'm selling it. It's easy to say it's over. I know we're sell- we're we're on selling right now. It's but I I I think you know we have to admit to that goes both ways. Like yeah. the the idea the idea that like you know guys guys push away, women pull in in a lot of sense. You know, and and I'm not saying women pull in too soon, but they pull in because they want safety and comfort and dependability. Yeah, and and what they and then guys push away because again like. 
you know, I think like the women biggest fear or like a lot of fear of a lot of women is like the cat woman, like that, that cliche, I'm going to be the cat woman with a thousand cats. Yeah. And no one ever talks about the guy fear of being the divorced man in Naples, Florida oh. with like no money, but like the floral cuffs and the New Balance shoes floral hanging cuffs. at Blue Martini. You, I'm telling you, know, I, like, I've the, never raised, I'm reasoning so hard that I might need to pause the podcast. You just said floral <laughs> cuffs. <laughs> I know that brand. You know, is the Paisley cuffs? I think they're called, yeah. I think the brand is Robert Graham. And the New Balance is like right by the Boca Town Center, which we got to talk about Boca. Yes. We have have to talk about we'll talk Florida, about by the way. Anyway, I, yeah. I completely hear where you're coming from. Now, can I say something, though, about you? Sure. Because you're single, possibly not anymore. Last mm. we spoke, you were single again. Single. Single. I need to hear about that because I was in Miami for uh, a few weeks recently, mm-hmm. fired up the old apps, and it is- Get them out. It is bleak. It is very bleak, South Florida. But <sighs> I'm curious from your perspective, maybe not for you because you're like New Yorky and funny. And none of you live there. I see. I don't get mad at the apps. I think that's like a very like I I, I look at them. And I go. I'm not mad. Well, I'm I just saying. like I don't. But I, I'm not saying mad. But I, I that's the wrong word. I guess I I don't get like if I see someone who stinks on the apps, like I just move on, you know, like there's like this like thing of like seeing a guy like a friend of mine matched with someone with like a fish picture and she's like, oh, it was this big production about how mad she was at this fish, fish picture. Why'd and I was she match like, with him? That, the, I guess like the first picture was fine. And then the fish oh, picture. She got, hit, she got was literally catfished. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally. So I, uh-huh. And I, I was like, okay, move on. You know, like well, that, that's these stupid. apps. No, that's not what I'm saying. I feel like we're, we're our communications are off. I don't mean okay. it like that. I just mean that the quality, like I, I thought it was bad in New York. I've had some good and bad experiences in New York, but I thought it was like, mm, you know, fine. I also turned 40, so I don't think that helps as a woman. When you turn 40, which obviously I look incredibly young. I know you're shocked. People can't see Jared. His mouth is agape. It is just. I'm sitting here. I, I'm. What's the, I mean, opposite of raisin. You know, like I'm a like. Full grape. <laughs> I, I've, I'm full. Oh, you're, full, you're graping, graping right now. He's graping. <laughs> Jerry's graping. I'm raising in. This is like a full. We yeah. have our own like little um little wine country <laughs> moment. I love that for us. But no, but it's uh, anyway. We don't have to talk about. I don't even want to get into all this. I'm just saying. I was curious personally if you feel comfortable talking about it. Your experience in South Florida was my question. Don't um, tell me about. Your I would fist say friend. no, no, no. I I I would say it was it fine. I I think in South Florida it was um. I don't know. It, I, I like I went out with someone that I was like, we're just not talking. Like, I don't know yeah. what, you know, like we're not even. And, and I had a situation where someone actually came up to me while on a date. And I, I think the bravado in South Florida is like very big. So you don't want to give anyone an inch. Like I'm if someone makes a joke, I'm going to laugh. Obviously. Like I'm going to give them like, like I want to laugh at your joke. I want to give you a good audience. And maybe that's me wanting to be liked. And that's a whole other issue in itself. Well, but hello. it felt it. I mean, we're we're, we're sitting the here in the want to be liked show. Jared, yeah. and I, Jared and I took a DNA test and it came back <laughs> and it was identical. We're identical twins. I, Go on. Totally. So I, I mean, but I think what happens is they're so used to shitty bravado that they won't even give an inch. So I'm on, I'm on this date and this guy comes up to me in the day. He's like, whoa, J train, Jared, I'm a huge fan. Yeah. Would you mind if we took a picture? 
And I'm like, oh my god! We take the picture, and and I'm like, this is this is hilarious. The person I was with didn't even acknowledge it. Really? Like I was like, I was like, this is something we could talk about. That to me, like I I'm not saying I'm a famous person. I'm this never like this happens once in a blue moon. Like I if you would if if I was asked about it, I'd be like, yeah, that's crazy. I would have made a joke about it. Like yeah, I'll pay him later. Don't worry, I'll send him a Venmo. There was one dating story I used to talk about. I did just interrupt you, and I'm sorry because I'm thinking to myself what. And by the way, time obviously does help. Like the story that I'm thinking happened to me in my early 20s, for God's sake. Like, so that at this point, you know, that's perspective, that's like dinosaur times to me. But I remember Mm -hmm. I was um, seeing a guy and I want to say on our second date, third date, I like slept over. He lived in Brooklyn. This was when Brooklyn literally was like the Sinai. Ew. And uh, (laughs) woke up. He was older than me. And like right away, he brought out his tall fetish porn. But it was like, and I was really young. Honestly, I think if it happened today, I would still be weirded out. Like, and I'm, I have been around the block. Like I am now like much more secure and everything else. How did he bring it out? Like, what was the, was there a presenting going on? What is, well, I remember bring out the tall fetish porn. Well, he had a backyard, which I now I'm like, I should have married him. Huge mistake. But yeah, huge. What have I done? You know, and he was a nice enough guy, but he was just like, do you want to, oh, look at these magazines. It was very much like on different strokes when Arnold went and they showed like the child <laughs> pornography to him. <laughs> Remember the cartoons about the Boston Creek? I, I, it was like, he was like, oh, check these magazines out. Like, yeah, I have these, ma- whatever. And he brought them out. And it was, I had never seen anything like that. What if I opened it and mm. I was in every single photo? It was like when is Elaine it, went to them. Um, <laughs> your face is... Pla- taped on to everybody. <laughs> like all of my big Nikes. I'm like, my Nikes. Oh my like God. Like stepping on men. <laughs> but it was just all pictures of like giant women crushing men with their feet. And I was like, okay, um, not for me, you know. Ha- Go on. I mean, I mean, when he brings that out, yeah. I don't, I don't, I, I like, wh- do you run away? Are you just like, he not for me? What is me home? And, th- and I live uh, far. And a car, backyard and a car. Okay. I, mm. I know, but I. <laughs> yeah. And all I had to do was it's just like, a, like step it's on like him for li- ten minutes. It was amazing. It was so worth it's it. Like, yeah, <laughs> he's in he's in a really mini car. He's got, I have my he's head like stuck out like Dino and the Flintstones yeah. out of the sunroof. Everything is about enhancing this yeah. tall fetish. Yeah, it was like, like an can Amelie. I use a toothbrush? <laughs> you can Can I use a toothbrush? It's like a toothpick size. You're like, why is everything so small? Why? Why are you doing this? Oh, that is so funny. Can I have a glass of water? It's a thimble. It's a thimble. <laughs> <laughs> that's so stupid. No, that's hilarious, though. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. We never spoke again. But honestly, I was far too immature. Honest to God, now it would be different. You know, now, but it's like there yeah. is a way to do that. Have you ever had a woman do that to you? Like, whip a fetish out too fast? See, I kind of wish I was some woman's fetish. Like, I kind of wish I was like, I I guess like it would be like, you know, chubby eyebrow guys. I don't know. I uh, Jewish bears, maybe. Yeah. Jewish bears, Jewish something. I don't know. I, I, I guess, you know, what if, if some woman is into Jewish guys, I guess I could be, but there's no Jewish guy porn. Like they wouldn't pull out the magazine. There is. Of of like like me and a (laughs) Talus. You would, you know, you could naked. tie that to fill in in a way that would actually be quite sexual. Uh, that to fill in I could, could be something. I could make some grapes. 
going to hog tie you in some <laughs> No, I was just thinking, what would Jewish porn, if you had like a Jewish man fetish, it would be like some accounting magazine. Like what would it, you know? I don't even know. I, I guess it would be like me sending something back at a restaurant. Um, getting... That is my fetish. Okay, I'm graping. Yeah. I'm graping. Do it. Now Do it now. <laughs> Do it now. Okay, I'm giving you um, a salad. Wait, ex- let, me, let me just let's set the scene for everyone yeah. listening. Uh, you ordered a Caesar salad with steak, one of my favorite meals. And the yeah, steak. No croutons because I'm trying to be healthy. Yeah, and I can tell. And then they came with croutons. And then cr- yeah. they came with croutons. Okay, now go. Um, thank you. So, excuse me, miss. Um, no, I know this is, I, I don't want to be a pain, but I, I got it with no croutons. Do you mind if, you know, I, I this looks wonderful, but I, I got this steak salad with no croutons. Do you, uh, is that okay? Honestly, See how I'm apologetic while you're complaining? You're too apologetic. I wanted you to be like, this is, I'm on keto. Oh, you want me to be like angry? Oh, yeah, okay. but no, you did it the Jewish way, which is the same way. It, yeah, yeah miss, this is completely wrong. Yeah, we're gone. Yeah, go did on. you even listen when I made this order? I said no croutons. I have a gluten intolerance. Yes. This salad could literally kill me. Can you please remake it? It cannot have any of the crumbs on the leaves because that will literally make me sit on the toilet the rest of my life. So please, could you please take this back? I need a new salad and please do not use the same lettuce. By the way, Don't one of my favorite. The croutons off. One of my favorite Kanye songs, Crumbs on the Leaves. There is. A- <laughs> Wait a minute. That can I say something, Jared? And I think the listener would agree. Whoever mm. that person was is who you need to that start one. harnessing. Yes. Oh, really? Oh, there was something okay. about it. I actually was like, we started this as a joke. I was like, yeah, be mean. And then as you were doing it, I was like, oh my God, like Jared. Yeah, this is all oh. right. We like this. Okay. Yeah. This is the new me. What if, what if like you saw me in like a, a month and I'm just that person <laughs> at all times? I'm like, hi, Michelle. Can you please get out of my way? I have somewhere to go. Oh, I would, you know, I would fantasize. Like- I would literally go home. I'd have to like immediately take my pants off. I would be talk, like talk down to me like I'm invisible and I'm just... Uh, yours full grape oh i'm graping to the point i'm dragging him behind me like that guy on my 600 pound life with the huge testicles and he had to wear pants his pants were the arm sleeves were the pant legs and then the hood part Uh, he had to put his balls in do you don't remember that i do remember i can't look away from that show it Uh, is an amazing you know just you know social experiment to me i love i have a great question for you this is and then we can move on because i want to actually hear other things about you i was talking about this on my radio show this morning which is the phrase that I see all the time used. And I'm wondering if you see it or if it's just a thing men mm-hmm. say. The ethical non-monogamy. It's a, there, these things come up, they pop up from time to time. And here's what happens. Go on. Ethical non-monogamy is, you know, like open relationships. That's what it's, that's the next phase of open relationships. We're going to give it a different name to show that, you know, when you call it ethical non-monogamy, you're not a monster. Right. Open relationship got a bad connotation. So they have to move down the line of language to uh, make it sound better than it is. For, let me start by saying this can operate. You have to start with that because the people who do it go, well, I do it and it's great. They get very defensive. I'm not saying that it doesn't exist. I'm saying let's not consider the exception the rule. So that that relationship can exist for a very specific type of person. I'm not that person. I'm going to guess 
Michelle, that you're not that person. I'm not that person. We're not the ones with, no. with, with dream catchers in our Subarus and out in the, in the yard tilling our organic garden. No. Those are the types that usually can do these things. We cannot. That's right. I like having a Toomey luggage case, okay? So that means I'm not going to get into <laughs> ethical non-monogamy. So what a lot of times, and I'm not saying every time, and the reason I'm getting so passionate, you know, uh, passionate yeah. about this because what happens, what ends up happening is a lot of times men, and I'll put it on men, they'll bring this up as some sort of solution mm. to their problem, which, and their problem is they want to be dating outside of their relationship while still having the consistency of their relationship. They want to, they want to go out on a Saturday night, but get hugged on a Sunday morning. Mm. So how do they fix that problem? They create something which I think is bullshit. They propose this plan. I think ethical non-monogamy can happen if two people are like are looking for that. I think once you, you know, fall back on it, that's when it's a you're basically in pre-breakup. Like this is like sure. before you break up is ethical mon. Like if we were to have like a road, it would be like we started an argument, then we started at hey, why don't we do ethical non-monogamy, and then we get to. I don't know why we even did that. We're just not a match. Well, I just it's hate a fear the of term. I actually think open relationship sounds like ethical non-monogamy is so academic sounding. To me, it's the unsexiest thing to read. It should just because, you know. Sorry to interrupt, but yeah. that's because the people who do it are the most communicative people in the world. That's what I've learned. Like we've had this conversation on the podcast of Colton's about open relationship, ethical. The people who actually do it, they have rules and contracts and, 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 and really have spoken out line by line how this open relationship works. So this, I think this name was created by people who actually do it and it gets bastardized by the people who use it to their advantage. I got you. That's interesting. Yeah. It does. You know, I, I real sex. One of my favorite shows, you know, I totally live for real. I mean, these people exist, Mm -hmm. but they're just not all of us. And it is what's what's sad is like these phrases and terms get taken over by the people who aren't, you know, they get used by people. And someone who is in an open relationship that is communicative and it works again, they're not the rule. They're the exception. Um, They get kind of like looked down upon by everyone else because of the guy who's like, yeah, I'm on Ashley Madison, you know? Oh my <laughs> like, God. It's like, Is Ashley Madison still around? That's still a thing? I don't even think so. It was, didn't it get, bu- like, it got busted up where they found out, like, every woman on it was just was a, a robot. Bot. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> but, like, a big curvy robot. I'm like, what? Yeah. And now I have to also go up against Hot fucking robot. robots. Like, big curvy ass <laughs> robots. No, there's a new um, app for, this is why we were talking about it, a new app for non-monogamous people, I think called Field or something, where I'm just like, ugh, which, you know, fine. I, I mean, listen, uh, and do what you want. I literally could care less, but um, not fun to talk about, you know, and, and also. Li- I Listen, it, it's kind of sexy. You know what I mean? Little, I get why, yeah. like, it's a little sexy, like talking about, like, you know, I, you know, the hottest sexual relationships I've ever had have been like when we could openly talk about, mm. you know, sex and other, you know, other sexual experiences we've had or who's hot in the room, who's, you know, who we're attracted to. That's always like enhanced a relationship. Yeah, so I can understand why these things are hot, you know, um, but I also understand why not everyone can handle that. Like emotionally, mm. it's it takes. A, I tell you this, no comedian could handle it. We are very yeah, I don't, insecure, jealous. Yeah. 
That's right. Uh, lowly. We're low lives is what I meant to say. We're massive <laughs> low. low lives. <laughs> lowly is such a funny word. Lowly creatures. We're just creatures of the mud. <laughs> just once in a while pop up. Get up on a stage, beg yeah. people to like us, and then just crawl right totally. back in our mud holes, raisined to the nines. <laughs> now, Jared Freed, talk to me. Let's yes. move on from, from dating. I, I always love talking to you about this, though, because you're one of a handful of straight male friends of mine who mm. are very... Um, it's just like, for me, it's anthropological to talk to you. I'm like, oh, how do well, men feel? You know, it's nice. This is... Th this is the thing where it's like, I am in no way judgmental of how anyone does their thing. I'm more like, all right, let's open it up. Yeah, let's yeah. see, you know, I, and also like when someone's acting badly, I have empathy for them because a lot of times they're just fearful or they're just, you know, they're, mm. you know, I don't think anyone, I, I, I try to look in, you know, you know, these guys that are under performing for a woman or, you know, in, as a, as a relationship, a lot of it is their own issue. It's not you, you know, it's, it's I their know. problem. I know. You know, so, and that's hard because it does feel personal. And I, I try to like, look at it from the angle of like, this isn't personal. This is just someone acting in their best interest of survival. That's we just right. don't know what that survival is. You I'm know? over it. I'm over people and I'm over survival. <laughs> now, Jared, tell me about your other podcast. <laughs> you have another podcast called The Luxury Lounge, which I also recently did. This is... The luxury, like you were one of, I think, the first guest on the I luxury was. lounge. I was, I was the right? Tom Hanks of the luxury lounge. That's and right. You, uh, well, tell people what it is because you know it was Black Friday last week, Cyber Monday. Mm -hmm. I call it Age Sex Location Monday, Cyber Monday, uh, <laughs> which was this week. Um, I'm in Europe, and you know what? There's nothing I love more than to shop. Like I love a bargain, and I love shopping. Do you have an issue of any, oh, the luxury lounge, people write in with their luxury problems yes. and we commiserate with them That's right. and we talk about, and, and since you've been on, we, you know, we, we've worked out the premise and people are writing in with such <gasps> amazing complaints. Talk to me. It's just so much fun. It's really, like, it's I like mean, first world problems. I know, I don't think we can say that anymore, but the idea is I don't feel comfortable asking this because they're, you know, people are dying of COVID. But totally, my Mercedes broke down, and my neighbor hurt. You know what I mean? Stupid shit like that. I mean, yeah. my my wedding ring is too big. Is is a complaint that we've gotten? My engagement ring is too big. You know what? And I actually I could see that. I'm not judging that thing. person. Yeah. All all of these complaints are valid, mm -hmm. and and what you're saying is correct. During COVID, people have have somehow. If they don't want to hear what you're saying, they'll just be like, you know, there are bigger problems in the world. Yeah, there's always bigger problems in the world. But we, you know, we can have our these like little tiny annoyances that yes. matter. So someone writes in about their wedding ring being too big. I start at, yeah, that's a huge issue. I can understand that they worked in social work. They're like, I sometimes I feel bad, you know, with the people I work with. Like, you know, how could I even like be an expert in my field when or understand them? Because look at this big fat diamond I'm Ugh. toting around. And I'm like, that's the worst problem in the world. You know, so I, I it, the luxury lounge is about commiseration and I, understanding that someone's problem is a problem. There and have to be. I you and I. Go on. Sorry. Go, but you and I being in having been in Boca, that is the. The the ground zero oh. of luxury lounge issue. It is the land of the problemless, problemless who have the most problems. Bokeh is my nine eleven. I always say that. I say <laughs> Bokeh is my nine eleven. I'm from South Boca, which is Aventura, 
and Boca okay. is North Aventura. Like they're the two Jewiest parts, I would argue, of South Florida. Um, they're both I love it. fancy, but not rich, rich fancy. You know what I mean? Like they're nice, but they're not like cocoa. You can walk find nice. it. Yeah, but sure. you get what I'm saying. It's not like mm-hmm. there aren't mansions in Aventura. They're like million dollar apartments, but it's not that kind mm-hmm. of a place. Um, but they're both sent both areas have big malls that Jews just flock to. And um I'm surprised the Taliban has not hit up Boca. Like that is a shock. <laughs> Don't you think? If I was in the Taliban, I'd be like, guys, 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 wait. I've got it. Boca <laughs> Town Center. They're all there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's truly, it's shul Monday through Tuesday through Sunday. Like there is a shul, shul's out for summer. Like there is just That's right. so much shuli going on, shuli boteach. But go on, I'm sorry. <laughs> My parents moved there five years ago and I, 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 I genuinely have like a looking for cameras on me moment <laughs> every time I'm there. Like every time I'm there, I am like looking for the curb your enthusiasm yeah. like director to go cut we got it you know like there's a, there it, it is like and it, when i tell stories from there it's like i'm lifting from seinfeld like it's like you can't even i just posted a video of my parents talking in the car about how my i have a heavy foot when i drive and it's like <laughs> like it's just like the conversations alone are just so wild and you just you have to laugh at everything that happens there i just did stand up uh, on the Tonight Show, and I, you I were did a great, spot. By and, the way, thank you. you. I, I, but it, it was like this was the Seinfeld episode after the Tonight. Like if Jerry went yes. to Boca Vista West after doing the Tonight Show, what people would say to him? That's the experience I had. I had one guy, one of my dad's friends, just came up to me and goes, "Ha ha 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 ha." <laughs> He didn't say hello. He just started laughing in my face, a fake laugh. And I was like, and he goes, you did pretty good. Ha 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 ha. I'm like, what is he's going on? He's on Fallon next Wednesday, that guy. And he's going to yeah, kill. Right? He seriously put that man on Fallon. I would be howling. If this guy showed up on TV, I would have had tears shooting out of my eyes. And I don't think what people get, I'm just going to say, because Aventura is the exact same way. And I'm sure there's a Boca Bagel yeah. place where everyone goes, they play tennis and then they go Way to beyond bagel. Yeah. Yeah. We have Moe's bagels. It's like everyone goes yeah. to Moe's and it is just, it is Seinfeld. Like that's the thing. I don't think people get when I see people, I'll be honest with you lately. I've seen some people commenting about how the people in Seinfeld are so selfish or really like going, yeah, they would never make this show today. Like all these woke people writing about it. And can I say something? I find that anti-Semitic. when I see that I'm I- actually like, that's actually anti-Semitic. I'm getting chills because I saw the thing that you're talking about. Like, all the it, it was like a meme, like all these people missing the point that Seinfeld was about. Like they somehow turned Seinfeld into some sort of like you know uh, moral thesis paper. Yeah. yeah, and they're they're like the whole point of the show is to show people that no one acts like that. It's like no, that's anti-Semitic. Everyone I know acts like this. Yes. Everyone I know talks like this. Everyone I've grown up with is these people. The idea of someone giving you a pen and then talking about the oh. pen for the rest of your life. Hello. Is that that is my life? So I thought I I had the exact same thought. I was right? like, and it's like the in listen, Jews don't get to like really complain 
about like being well, all we do is complain. you know i all we do is complain but we don't get to like be a part of like you know the struggle gang True. you know party that's going on right now so which is on you know i understand how that happens but at the same time it's like in any other world that would be considered coded language and like and like in any other for any other group you'd be like you you this is what are you saying like, like, like take what you, any i, I, I completely agree thought. take any other show about mm. another like race or religion or group of people and then start talking yeah. about how evil they are and or like this and that and i would love i'd love to see some woke people go after living single as an example go after living single i'm sure some selfish i actually you know what i mean they'll like go after like my favorite show martin i mean i would sure. love they would never do it it's like but why seinfeld i mean also the most successful show for a reason because it's the funniest sure um why they feel comfortable going after seinfeld and to me I think the argument is like, yeah, they could never make that show today because of dumb fucks like you who are actually yes. ruining comedy because now mm -hmm. we can't even joke about ourselves. Like I, as a Jew, cannot even make fun of my own people because of dumb fucks like you who are just white people who actually so don't have an identity. Or a struggle. It is so, you know? it's so infuriating. Oh. I, I, I actually, the, the original set I sent in for the Tonight Show was all jokes about my mom. And Go I, she, and basically the feedback was, you can't make fun of Jewish women for five minutes. And I was like, I'm not making fun of, I'm saying these are people I love, you know, like I'm like, this is this your, is like, it's your experience. That's your art. Yeah. This is my, these are actual stories about people that I enjoy and, and, and care about. And like, in my mind, the reason I wanted to do a five minute set about my mom and Jewish women was because I was like, to me, I'm like, let's do Jewish Sebastian Maniscalco. Like he talks about Italian people. Like, why can't I 100%. talk about this? And it, it, and the, and it was like, nah, you got to make some changes. So, so I ended up changing the set, which is fine. But it's like, it is interesting that like, I, I, you know, I, I blame a little bit like Daily Show where everything, every joke has to matter or mean something like, you know, it's like, no, why can't it just be that this is how I, I ball bust with my family? Like, I mean, like I'm putting up videos of my family on Instagram and it's like pe the way people connect with them and like write yeah. to them. They're like, it is truly unbelievable. They're like, they're and it doesn't have to be Jewish. They're just like, is, is it like there are people that comment? They're like, am I half Jewish? Like, yeah, this is my car that I was in. And it's like. Yeah, you. That's why Seinfeld works. That you know, like that's why it's relatable on a familial level, but it's also relatable to us in a like a very special, warm-hearted way. It's like when I go to Boca and I laugh at people, I'm laughing because I know them intimately. Mm. You know, like I I know them like you know I know you intimately. I know you just from small conversations we have had. But like when I meet someone that has a very similar background. Like it's, it's a very nice and sweet thing that we can both laugh at the people that go to way beyond bagels and get mad at you for going in front of the line because you ordered oh. a headed over the phone. Do me a favor. Yeah. Are you now? Okay. <laughs> Listen, that I'm feeling, I literally am holding the whitefish. As you just said that I'm in the line <laughs> and I'm seeing the whole thing play out. I'm seeing people. Well, I just had some shit. Cause I was in Miami for like two weeks there is always some drama. My mother, you want to hear something my mother did? Now, my mother is textbook narcissist. Like, the more I'm reading and learning about her, I'm like, oh, she's got some issues for real, right? Yeah. <laughs> we went to Houston's. This is your shit. Okay, we went to the Houston's on Biscayne Boulevard. My parents- Love a Houston's. We love a Houston's. Oh, please. They're, mm. those, they put peanut dressing on everything. I'll eat anything with a peanut dressing uh, on it. It's so funny. I will good. drink peanut dressing and call it a protein. He he graped so hard just now he knocked the camera over. Listen, Jared, <laughs> steady the laptop. Now look, we go to Houston's, we walk in and my brother was visiting. So it's, my brother mm -hmm. and I also look 
nothing alike. And see, I come from the world of my brother and I went to a bar at one point, just him and I, and I kept telling people, we're not on a date. This is my brother. And like laughing because we clearly looked like we were on a date. We look nothing alike. And then he's mm. like, that's not funny. I'm like, we're not. What? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> like, are you sick? Yes, it's funny. Yeah. It, but that's how different we are. Anyway, we go into Houston's. And we walk in and the Houston's in Aventura is like the single spot. I almost went there alone as an experiment to sit at the bar and like have a martini, Patty Stanger style with like my House of Gucci book and just see like if anyone talked to me because it's all single Jewish guys who are like 65, twice divorced. Yes. They're leathery. They all have their polos (laughs) open and like flip flops on. You could barf. But we walk in and the bar is packed full of people. And there's like some people waiting. And my mom goes up, goes, oh, hi, darling. Hi, darling. And table for four. And the girl is like, okay, do you have a reservation? And she goes, no, we didn't know that you could make reservations. We would have. <laughs> she goes, no. The woman says, um, okay, well, without a reservation, it's a two hour wait. My mom goes, let me speak to the manager. Now, my mom doesn't get the right like, away. Yes. <laughs> Straight to manager. <laughs> Straight to manager. No, no, no discussion. I, at this point, the top. I put my V for Vendetta mask on. I, I looked at my brother. I go, I'm not doing this. I walked out. I was like, I'm sorry. If this not happening, not on my watch. And then I see my mother yes. like talking sternly. I'm thinking, do you think that this is going to help us get a table faster? Do you know what does? Being nice and going, oh, God, we're so hungry. You know, I always go, we'll sit by the toilets. <laughs> Please, you have to like butter them up. You know, put us in the toilets like anywhere. We're happy. Please, we'll just take one Chilean sea bass sandwich to split. (laughs) We just need one. Just like, like slice it like a bean in a Looney Tunes cartoon with a mahi mahi. So no, so we, she calls the manager out. I'm like, this fucking lunatic. But that is, I don't know your mom. My mom also has like other issues going on, but it's no, so, no, the amount of times you get that I have had to clench teeth, walk away oh. from what's going on. Like one of the jokes I wanted to talk about on the show was yeah. how like my mom gets to the beach at like 3 a.m. and acquires <laughs> 30 beach chairs for like <laughs> me towels. and my my children's children. You know, like she's like acquiring beach chairs as if they get passed down through the generations. And I'm like talking about like, that's what like Jewish women do. And then they like, and then they'll just put like an item of clothing that they don't mind losing on each of the chairs. Mm -hmm. And then like, I talk about what she puts on the chairs and then like what ends up happening is like, and, and it is so amazing to me. Like you just have these like people that are on their vacation in like Wisconsin badger t-shirts that end up on your chairs. And it's like, you just see her like knuckling up for this big argument that's about to happen. And, and she'll go right up to them like, these are ours. And they'll be like, what, what, what do you mean ours? Yeah. You know, like you own the chair and they don't understand it. And my mom's like, no, did you, you see my people magazine oh. from 1995? You know, I would go chair? nuts. And I, lo- I obviously adore your family, but people who <laughs> but this is where the beach they chairs, that is, I mean, that's a Seinfeld, right? But that and is then, like, that makes my blood boil. The chair hoggers at the pool. But, but yeah. my whole life, Jared, we were here, 6 a.m., right? And I have to be, oh, no. you know, her henchman. <laughs> you know, this is my whole life. And and like, just like you did, like clenching teeth. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. We were get like, I'm a liar. You yeah. know, like I have to get me out of this. 
every situation. But I mean, it's well, it's why are people it is the are joy targeted. to talk about it? That's Jared. It's why we're going to be beheaded before the year twenty forty five. And I can't wait to be beheaded. I think it's going to be great. <laughs> just it's put time. it on a big stake. I just hope I end up in a big stake in Times Square. That's where I want my head to end up. You under the lights. That's Under the saying. big lights of time when Square. they dim yeah, it right. after um, who's going to die for them to dim it? Lynn Manuel. They're going to dim the lights for Lynn <laughs> with her heads looking up on those looking streets, up at looking Game of Thrones. Listen, Jared Freed, I have to go wash my hair as I'm looking at myself. I'm like, maybe I should just leave it. It does look good, right? All right. Well, then we have another five minutes. I'm not going to wash it. What else? Anything else going on with you fun? So you're back in New York. What's your life looking like these days? You're doing the pod. What else is happening? I'm doing the pod. We're doing you up. Um, I don't know. It's like I'm doing shows. I need to like take a minute to I need to take a step back. I think I'm like, I'm, you know, I, I we're living in this like mid pandemic thing where like every night is a Thursday night. Like people want to be out. You can feel it. It's crazy. And and it's the drinking. I like I have moments where I'm like, I got to pull, pull back and readjust. But then every night I'm like, this could be the last night. What are we doing? Just let's get out there. Let's, you know, French kiss in the streets. So there's a little bit of that that I'm weighing with right now. I'm like, what, you know, how, how do I continue to work towards goals and stuff while also enjoying myself? And I, I think I got to be a better scheduler, but this isn't, you know, I think that's what we all go through. Am I doing enough? Yeah. Am I doing the right things? I think that's what we deal with. Um, we'll edit this whole thing out, by the way. Can you imagine? Oh, sorry. By the way, we'll cut that whole part out. No, I'm joking. Leave that in. Leave that in. No. <laughs> Can I was you like, imagine? Oh, my God. Was I that boring? No. But wouldn't it be funny? The one moment. I, one deep I moment. open up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're, we're just going to cut that. Hey, Charles, cut that. You know, every, every day, I'm just not sure. Yeah. Where I am in this life. Uh, I gotta and go. And sometimes I cry while looking in the mirror. And I'm just so happy you asked me about this because I never get to talk about this on podcasts. We're going to let that whole thing yeah. out, by the way. Chelsea, oh, just okay. cut that. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chelsea, just cut that out. So, yeah, I mean, basically, that's everything going on with me. Just <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> No, I get it. Listen, sometimes I'm, I wonder if breaking up with my girlfriend was the right oh, thing for no. me to do. And I just don't know where I am in life. We got to rap. We got to rap, Jer. Gonna, I'm sorry. Uh, no, yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. That's a good bit. Um, no, listen, I get it. I, I told you that here in England, like I got back to New York and I felt like Nicolas Cage and leaving Las Vegas. I was like, wait a minute. Mm. Uh, you go out here and it's just every night there is someone's having a drinks and it's fun. It's like glamorous and exciting. Yeah. Everyone's funny and you know, it's it's I love it, but it does wear on me. I did get Botox I, in Miami, so I do feel I wanna alive. I, mm. I wanna come to England and do shows. That's my goal. Cause I, I put out online that someone was like, What's your goals? And I was like, one of them is to do a show in London. I want to do stand up in London. And I got such a response. I was like, I didn't even know I had people that followed no, me. No, like you I, would I, kill here. I'm telling you, there is a market here for funny Americans because truth be told, I also have a theory that like no one's funny anymore. Like I genuinely mm. will watch like comedies and be sitting there like, you know, just I mean, completely stone faced. <laughs> like, is this funny? I don't even know. Like what South Park makes me laugh still. That's I just watched the South Park special and I was like, they're the only guys like really putting funny shit out. Truly. They're so geniusly funny. South Park's good. There's like three things that make me laugh and that's it. Curb sucks now. South Park. 
I'm like, ugh. Yeah, I, I'm with you. South Park talks about serious things without taking itself too seriously, oh. which I that's that's the the part that's like getting bad. Is like people taking themselves so seriously, and it's like even acknowledging like at what point were you funny? Like I don't even care what you're talking about. Did you make me go? Like, uh. did you make me fart with laughter? Like, I yeah. want that. I think people, and it's like, I like talking about stupid, stupid stuff and stories. And Listen, you're like, going to kill mom. in London. You're going to kill in London. <laughs> I have to go put eyeliner on. You know why? It's like go Cinderella. 7 p.m. strikes. If I don't have my liner on, I turn into a human raisin. Ding. No, like the- we have to go. <laughs> We're going to, well, we'll edit that out. Um, Jared Freed just, uh, completely the funniest and best. And if you don't already follow Jared, um, massive mistake, if not only just to go up to him when you see him out and about, like on a first date yeah, and just be like, you're so funny. Just say it to him. Yeah, Make that's- him feel good. You know, uh, please Jared Freed, F R E I D on, uh, Instagram. And then the U up pod and the luxury lounge. Any other pods? I feel like you, you're just the pod king. You just you up podcast. I think everyone listening would enjoy it and right. enjoy how we talk about this stuff. It's so. really true. You're one of and you're my gonna be on. People. You're gonna be on. So when am I on? You're the best. Next week? I don't even know. I, we sent you an email. I don't, Did you? I, don't know. I gotta check that. Well, listen. I'm sorry. I'm in too many legal <laughs> matters at the moment. <laughs> too many emails. Uh, Jared, I just adore you. Welcome back to New York. And yeah, come to London. Thank It'll you. Be fun. Absolutely. All right. Bye, Jared. Thanks. And guys, I'm Michelle Collins. It's Midnight Snack. Tell your friends. Follow me if you like at Mish Call. And we have a big guest next week. I can't say who because they'll probably cancel. What are you looking at me for? Jared made a face. We have a big guest. We have a, if I'll tell you when we finish who it is. Don't hang up yet. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Midnight Snack is an Earwolf production. Executive produced by me, Michelle Collins. Our producer is Anita Flores. And our sound engineer is Sam Kiefer. Special thanks to my friend, Dan Acton. You can listen to our ad-free episodes on Stitcher Premium. For a free one-month trial, use the code SNACK. Please rate and review Midnight Snack and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. You can follow us on Twitter at MNightSnackPod. That's M-N-I-G-H-T-S-N-A-C-K-P-O-D. I love spelling. Midnight Snackers, we would love to hear from you. Send us your feedback, questions, or topics we should chat about. You can leave us a voicemail on our party line at 331-901-0005 or drop us a line at midnightsnack at earwolf.com. For more of me, tune in to The Michelle Collins Show live weekday mornings from 7 a.m. Eastern Time on Radio Andy, Sirius XM 102, and on the Sirius XM app. You can also follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Mishkoll, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. How would you like to look 5 years younger? In a clinical study, 
people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear this show every single day, go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall. M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things. Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye, guys.